0: welcome back to the podcast going against the grain i'm your host tyler bridgewater and today we're going to be sort of like a part two but sort of not um talking about the republican party this time it's that democratic party like we were talking about last time before the new year hit um just talking about the history um how it came to be how first of all it started Um, Second of all, how it's changed. And lastly, basically how um, it came to be the party is known as today. So that's going to be basically what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I hope all y'all had a good new year, a blessed new year, and any resolutions that y'all might have made that y'all are churning along and actually working towards those, hopefully, and not just gave up in the first week um hopefully they're uh part of that is getting closer to god in 2024 hopefully that's going well um but speaking of god um starting with this episode i wanted to share a scripture that was has been on my heart um as you know you see all the things going on with this nation like um the war in israel that started ukraine And also um, the Texas border dispute, which just was recent, um, that's happening now currently. So um, it's just a lot of um, fear going on around the nation with the things happening, fear of a civil war because of the Texas border dispute and the fear of uh, a cultural civil war because all the division and political ideologies. So I just wanted to share the scripture that I feel like it was on my heart to share. So uh, Psalms 9, 20, verse 20, um, put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah. So basically, um, you could tell in this world there's a lack of fear in the Lord um, with a lot of problems we have in not only just in the U.S., but around the world, there is a lack of fear of the Lord. Um So, and a lot of people think they are, uh they're very arrogant. They think that he, we as humans are like this great thing, but like in actuality, there's one person or one, one being greater than all of us, which is God. So, And he created us. So, um, it's just a prayer that we should have for this nation and for the world that, that God rests his fear on the world that, um, they, people may realize that, you know, we're just nothing but humans. Like we're not, we're flawed and we're not perfect. Um, and that like, We have a God and Creator that is perfect. So, to lean on Him and have a fear of the Lord that guides how we run politics, guides how we run government, guides how we live our lives, guides how um, we do culture, guides how we just do everything. Like everything needs to revolve around the one true God and the Creator of this universe, and that's God god the father god the son jesus christ and the holy spirit um yeah so i just felt like sharing that i felt that um scripture was on my heart uh definitely this past week so i just wanted to share that and open it up to talking about the republican party so um this week we're talking about the republican party like i said earlier um Basically the same thing like the Democratic Party, but this time for the Republican Party. We're going to talk about the history, their origins, how they came to be, the party they are now. Um, just showing how they were created and how they might have shifted. Similar to maybe how the Democratic Party shifted. Like I talked about in the last episode, if you didn't watch that, I highly encourage you go not watch that, listen to that. I highly encourage you to go listen to that. Um, and it helps you to understand how the Democratic Party was formed and everything, like the inner sort of a overview of how the Democratic Party was and how it is today. So, the Republican Party, um, their origins are mainly founded on the argument of slavery. So, slavery was um, becoming a bigger and bigger source of money for people to get rich, so the southern plantation owners and, like, people that had slaves, they wanted to expand slavery even more to the West as, you know, the U.S. were expanding towards the West, so they wanted to make more money. So, it's just a big argument over slavery as, you know, the United States is getting bigger and bigger, um, and it caused a split in ideologies, and um, there was the Whig Party and the Free Soil Party that um, didn't last too too long, but they were mainly opposition to slavery, and um, they ended up dissolving. But in 1854, they all came together them, uh, wage and freeholders, anti-slavery people that um, wanted the West to be free, so like not being slave states, um, so that they didn't have competition the farmers that. White farmers wouldn't have competition with the white slave owners for resources and money, and all that good stuff. So they got with the um, abolitionists, Whigs, free and former free soilers, um, to create the what we know today as a Republican Party. Um, they had their first presidential candidate in nineteen, I mean, eighteen fifty six. Didn't win, but their second presidential candidate Abraham Lincoln who most of us should know um, he won the presidency in 1860 and his basically um, platform was moderate Republican so he wasn't a full on abolitionist like the uh, other abolitionists that might be in the party Um, so like uh, he was more so just seemed like he would be like a, a not really a compromise but more of somebody that's not on the extreme side of abolitionists, like trying to end all slavery. Like he didn't agree with slavery. He thought it was more evil, but he wasn't all on on the abolitionist side. But the Southern Democrats took his election as um, he was an abolitionist because he was associated with the Republican Party, and the Republican Party was basically the party of against slavery. So they associate him with that, which ended up resulting in seceding from the Union and eventually starting the Civil War. Not eventually, it was really soon after that, uh, Civil War, and the Civil War was from 1861 to 1865, and the North ended up winning, so, like, the abolitionists basically ended up winning, um, and... From then on, from the rest of the 19th century and the early 20th century to about like the Great Depression time, the Republicans were the stronger party um, in the U.S. So like they had a lot of presidents and a lot of power. And then you see a lot of these small black people um, running as Republicans, becoming senators and then the House representatives and like different appointed positions. You see all these. All this change happening um, during the Re- Reconstruction period. And, um, yeah, so the Republican Party just dominated, really, for the most part, politically until about the Great Depression period. But um, during the time of the domination of the Republicans, many amendments were passed for African-Americans. Like, for example, the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. Um, the 14th Amendment, which guaranteed African-Americans equal citizenship, and the 15th Amendment, Fifteenth Amendment, which guaranteed the African-Americans the right to vote. So all these were passed by Republicans and Republican administrations. Um, this allowed for these things to be passed because they were at this time seen as the party of the African-American, the party of the free free man. So like the freed African-Americans. So they wore that um, banner for a while after the Civil War. But then um, as the 20th century started to come along, their platform started to um, not really transform, but kind of uh, move on, not really move on, but kind of. Trend towards more so modernizing infrastructure, so like roads, bridges, like all that good stuff, and um, really just policies that benefit American businesses, which allow for economies to thrive uh, because the businesses they wouldn't have um, a lot of red tape, so like they didn't have a lot of regulations or really really very free in how they ran their businesses without any repercussion from the government. Um, But eventually, this came back to bite the Republicans because those same pro-business policies and the lack of regulation of businesses, um, not saying there should have been regulation, but like there's no regulation really at all. So there should have been more. But that led to the um, Great Depression, Because before, in the 20s, these policies caused the economy to thrive. And then eventually, it caused a stock market crash in 1929, which would start the Great Depression. And Herbert Hoover, who was a Republican president during the Great Depression, his response to the Great Depression was not very popular. A lot of people uh, didn't like how they were living under the Great Depression because it seemed like Herbert Hoover didn't didn't do anything to try to get the people to gain their money back or, like, to try to stimulate the economy, try to build it back up so people are not starving in the streets. So he became very unpopular. So when the election 1933 came along, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a lot of you might know, he came along. He was the failed vice presidential candidate in 1920. Uh, it was him and James Cox. James Cox is the uh, founder of Cox Enterprises. So, like, if you have Cox Wi-Fi or anything like that, he created those that company. Um, so he was a presidential candidate. FDR was a vice presidential candidate. And they lost the 1920 um, election to Warren G. Harding and Calvin Coolidge, who was VP uh, candidate for the Republicans. Um, but he came back after being governor of New York and won the election, um, pretty handily, to say the least. Um, people were tired of being poor and going hungry, and they felt his message were was more compassionate. I felt like he was more so um, inclined to be more active, I would say, in trying to help the people um, get back from the Great Depression. So with his election... Um, it led to about 30, 40-ish years of Democratic dominance. So, like, not a lot of Republicans went the office, won the uh, um, presidency for a while during that time. But then it gets to 1950, and famous World War, World War II hero, Dwight D. Eisenhower, was elected president. He ran as a Republican. Both parties tried to get him to run... For their party you know choosing the republicans um he um was very famous for using the tv medium well um with commercials for his campaigns and like uh catchy jingles that people remember causing you know to keep in his mind and to gain votes and stuff like that so he used the tv medium well and the big thing on both sides of the aisles the democrats and republicans agreed on anti-communism being a big thing especially this during this time it was the cold war era so anti-communism was a big um deal on for both sides it wasn't a partisan issue it was both sides who believe in anti-communism um but and this also was a time during the civil rights movement um but the new, the same New Deal policies that was passed by FDR that people, well, some people, uh, if depending on which ideo- side of ideology you were on at the time, some people liked the New Deal policies, some people felt like the New Deal policies um, um, caused um, just too much government power to be put in the hands of these government uh, officials, like FDR, it's like it caused the conservative movement to start to grow, feeling like the government had way too much power they have gained from trying to um, build programs to fight against the Great Depression and to get money back into the economy. Um, so that caused the, it caused the Republican Party to sort of have a conservative wing to start to grow. Um, they were very unsuccessful in the elections before Dwight Eisenhower with the conservative agendas and the conservatism that was growing in the party, uh, that were against, that was against most of the new deal policies, but which were very popular at the time, but, um, these new deal, um, uh, programs, uh, was a big, incentive for African-Americans and also people who were struggling like desperately from the Great Depression because they were getting money in their pocket. So it caused a lot, especially the African-American vote, to shift towards the Democrats. So the Republican Party shifted more so from the party of Lincoln, uh, which represented African-Americans and the free African-Americans, to more of a party of conservatism advocating for, like, less government intervention and government, less action in social, I mean, society. So, like, less government intervention and social change. Um, But that period uh, was a lot of tension with the Civil Rights Movement um, and... You know, towards the end of the civil rights movement, the culmination of 1968, like I talked about in the Democratic video, with the riots and the assassinations of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Martin Luther King, um, and the many other high-profile assassinations during those periods. Many um, especially Southerners, white Southerners felt like the Democratic Party had gone too far um, in its pursuit of civil rights and that caused a lot of social unrest that was going on in the U.S. during that time. So um, those white Southerners that were traditionally Democrat, because you look at the presidential elections um, before that, before that time, like 1968 time, um, you will see the South all blue. Now, today we look at it and we see it all red. And that's just kind of because of shift. Um, the white southern shifting from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party during this time, um, and the conservative uh, sort of movement continued to grow and grow and grow, even with the um, Democrats having a wide range of success with um, John F. Kennedy and Lyndon B. Johnson and their administration and what the welfare state that Lyndon Johnson put across and. Um, just a period of more so Democratic dominance besides Dwight Eisenhower's election. Um, but until 1980, the real uh, conservatism wasn't the face of the Republican uh, candidates like Richard Nixon was. He was conservative, but it wasn't really his main like platform. So it wasn't until Ron Reagan was elected president in 1980 winning on a landslide Um, he was a former actor and also a former democrat Um, he had made a quote when he had left the democratic party saying the party had left him he didn't leave the party uh, basically Um, so he wins the presidency Um, he was the main face of the conservative movement in the Republican party and um, and uh, just he was a big face in the conservative movement in the United States. Um, So, like, his platform mainly was lower taxes, um, upholding family values, and, like, friendly to business interests, trying to to stimulate the economy. He believed in Reaganomics. Well, it was named Reaganomics, but it's basically um, up-down. So, like, giving tax cuts and, like, Benef like trying to benefit business interests so that like, they make more money and they produce more, and then that money they make just trickles down to the economy. um And then also you cut taxes for the people, so like they have more money to spend on these things that are more so being created because the businesses having their taxes cut. But that was his platform. um He really made the Republican Party being known for like having those business interests and christians and uh at that time anti-communist being a lot of the voting makeup because he stood for those family values and those conservative principles that really attracted christian evangelical vote and then he was friendly businesses and cutting taxes so he uh definitely brought the business interests um in that regard and he also brought the anti-communists which were still in the cold war era during that time so he had brought those voters that had felt the democratic party was too soft on communism so the, um, the republican party um became the party of conservatives and yeah, it's just became a party that stand, stood for traditional values and less for change, and the Democratic Party continued to turn from a less government, uh, more so people, to more big government, and more so changing a lot through the government, using the big arm of the federal government. So, yeah, so that's basically just the Republican Party. You see Uh, In 2010s, the main thing was immigration, which kind of turned the party even more so into like, I wouldn't say extreme, but more so um, traditional with the uh, immigration issue, Um, not wanting the illegal immigration, not wanting the uh, terrorists and people, bad people to come into the nation, especially after 9-11. It definitely turns the party more traditional and conservative values. So that's how the Republican Party came to be what it is today. Um a lot of Christians are known that's how a lot of Christians are known for um voting Republican um because of Ronald Reagan and because he started toward the advocate advocacy of traditional values and family um family um Values and stuff like that. So, so when you hear um, people say that the Republican Party is the Christian party, um, it's not because it's like exactly Christian party, it's just because it stands for traditional values and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's just the gist of the Republican Party: it's history, where it came from, how it's got here, and. Um, so now you know about both the parties. You know about the Democrat Party, and you also know about the Republican Party. How these two strongest parties in the U.S. came to be powerful, and how they um, how they even were formed, and when they were formed, which ones formed first, and you know all these things now from these two episodes. Um, and just I just wanted to leave with just this. Um, little statement um don't forget God um I know with politics and everything everything that's going on it's easy to fall into fear it's easy to fall into um just um not knowing what's going to happen um us as believers those of us that are believers that are listening we know the end of all this we know that Jesus Christ is victorious in the end. It's already written. We know. And we just have to walk in that victory and not allow the things that are happening in this world to distract us or deter us or shake us. Um, we just have to walk in trust in the fact that Jesus already knows what's going, what's going to happen and what will happen um, because it's written. And he knows And he knows the purpose behind it all, even if we might not know in the moment. So don't be discouraged. Um, Continue in the faith. Continue walking um, with the Lord and continue trusting in him. But with that, thank y'all for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. And I pray that y'all have a blessed week or rest of your month. and I thank y'all for listening. I hope I see y'all back again. And also, if y'all have any comments or y'all have any suggestions or questions, um, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, I have my email in the description and also my personal Instagram if you want to DM me if that's better. Um, but just keep the faith, stay strong, be of good courage. If God's with us, who can be against us? And I hope to see y'all next episode. Thank y'all.